Okay, well, welcome to Adult Buddy Finder. Yes, you have got Greenberry Lucas and Kirsten Porter. And you have got the Adult Buddy Finder show. And Melanie LaForce is our guest. She is in an open marriage. Yes, she is. And not only that, it's, she is also a comedian, a writer, and social, social psychologist. That woman is a lot of things. But the main thing today, we're going to be learning about this open marriage. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I'm excited about and yeah. anxious about. Yeah. Because I've, I have I've a hard time with the, the open relationships. Really? Yeah. Growing up, I was taught that cheating was like the worst thing. Cheating it's hurtful. is- hurtful. Yeah. That's the bottom of the barrel. That's very bad. Very and, bad. An open relationship uh, growing up was kind of like next to that, where it was almost like, well, one person is okay with it and one person is not, Seems, but they don't say. Yeah. And so you're really. Someone's gotten tricked into it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's so, gotten. And, and why, why is that different than polyamory? Because we did talk to Lauren, who is new to polyamory. Well, I, I, I realized afterwards, I was like, yeah, I have a hard time talking about it. And yeah. I'm a little bit more open to polyamory than I. I initially thought yeah uh, I, I do honestly believe that it works for some people but I I have a hard time wrapping my head around it and how it works because for me growing up it did not that way I was taught it doesn't work well End of story. here's the facts I too <laughs> I too such dramatic moment I know I know Ooh. But I, I like if we're gonna be if we're gonna be honest, which I think we should be. I mean, yeah, obviously we're here we're here to lock those judgments away. We're here to not be judgmental, but we have judgments. We 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 have predispos predisposition thoughts. We have mm -hmm. we have different we have ways of thinking. Yeah. And I certainly like personally don't feel comfortable with it. And I know too, like the the stereotype about it is like if you're in an open marriage, like you're on your way out of that relationship. You're like you're like trying to save the marriage it's it's like having a baby <laughs> in your mind in what you're what you're saying it's like it's like what some couples do is like the last that last try that last thing that maybe this maybe is, this is the thing this was what's going to bring us together like we're a broken couple and we're doing everything we can to like make this messed up mess work yeah um i definitely I think that there's probably that probably does happen but oh yeah where it breaks up yeah I've heard of uh marriages where it yeah they brought it to I mean um where they brought it to the the spouse being like let's try an open relationship and and it destroys the I mean it really is already over to begin with but well you know back to the cheating it's kind of like it's like oh yeah let's uh it's like a trap it's like a trap. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I want to, I yeah. want to have a threesome. I mean, I want to have an open marriage. I want to open us up. And I then, want other people. Yeah. And it's like, just kind of like, just so, so that they say, what? I only want you. I only want you, babe. Yeah. And then when the person's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And they're, then it's like, oh, you do. You want someone else. Oh, I got you. I, I got you. you. I caught you. I <laughs> but I, um, I, so I definitely understand that way of thinking. And I know like personally I know I'm not comfortable with it I'm a very jealous person I, I can't imagine like being okay with it but today's guest <laughs> 
she's, she's not you. <laughs> she's not me. And she's not you. And she's no. not. And and she's been in a marriage for over 20 years. Yeah. So something's working. Something's working. So, and, and, and statistically marriages fail. I know that's like a depressosaurus yeah. thing, but statistically 50% of marriages end in divorce. So that's monogamous marriages that we think of when we think of that statistic. Well, is that, I, 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 cause that could also be, I'm going to say it's a monogamous marriage. 50% of the time into divorce. I don't think that the, I don't think we have the data on like what the intricacies of the relationship is. Somebody check that or do a study on that. Don't search it. Just trust me. I am your trusty host. And I'm telling you that 50% of monogamous marriages end in divorce. Okay. I don't know if it's real. But just for the sake of this, just imagine. Oh my God, please trust her. <laughs> I think Mary might have an aneurysm or something. Please believe me. I don't want to do Google. I don't want to know. I just want. I just want to spew facts. Okay. I just want to spew data as facts. Here's the reality. Okay. <laughs> Here's my hundred percent data scientist. Um, non-degreed not- from your mind. From my mind, literally, mm. this we're talking about spreading hot goss. Here's a hot goss I'm spreading is that 50% of monogamous marriages end in divorce. Okay. So <laughs> how are you doing in there? Fine. <laughs> so now we know one marriage for sure that is not divorced and they're open. And not monogamous. And not monogamous. It's this is it's Okay, I think the main purpose, the main purpose of the, whether or not my fucking statistics are correct about monogamous marriage or not monogamous marriage or how many, is that people do get divorced. No matter what you're doing in your marriage, it can fail. And, and, and what we've learned a lot of is like, are you talking to each other? Have you told each other how you feel? Are you watching porn together? No, you don't watch porn together. How do you meet your needs too? And you meet your needs. Yeah. And it may not be in your relationship. And I don't mean sexually. Um, although it yes. means sexually. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't have to. You gotta you have, have friends. Gotta have friends. Social life is important. Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to have a life outside of just your partner. That's a lot to put on one person. Yeah, but you don't have to have a sex life outside of your partner. But Melanie LaForce says, Yeah, she has a sex life outside of her partner, and he can too. Whether yeah. he does or not, we all find out. Up to him. <laughs> you want to talk to Melanie? I would love to. Let's all right. jump in. No more hearsay. Let's hear from <laughs> Melanie herself. <laughs> and listeners, you are in for a treat. This is Melanie LaForce. She Ooh. is a comedian, an improviser, which is also a comedian. But you do stand-up. You do improv. Yes. And you're a writer, and I love your writing. You're a very good writer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much a writer first, I feel like, and I'm okay. trying to add some fun performance stuff back in my life, too. So Nice. Well, yeah. writing goes into stand-up, but and no writing allowed in improv. <laughs> Except for Groundlings, you kind of do character work. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about your sex life. <laughs> Melanie is in an open marriage and we want to know about this open marriage stuff yeah totally (laughs) yeah how did you and I so I don't know what your typical listeners are like what generation they are I'm I'm an old actually no that's not true I'm a young gen x so like you know for kids who are gen z now um open marriages and polyamory are fairly normal 
Um, but that wasn't my experience when my husband and I first decided to have an open marriage. Yeah. It was sort of like, like we were swingers. Like that was who, that was what you were if you had yeah. like a marriage back then. Um, but yeah, so it's been really interesting to see how our relationship has evolved o- over time and how the culture has evolved over time. Um, because it's definitely, you know, been, it's been, it's been, it's been real. So <laughs> is there a difference in swinging and being in an open marriage or is you it know, just terminology? It's a little bit like to each their own, how they want to define it. I okay. think of swingers typically as people who like to, um, have sex together. And okay. so we, oh. we definitely did experiment with that. Like that's what we did first. Um, and it quickly became not our thing, you know, like I have social anxiety. So trying to impress three people in bed was like way more so stressful. Than yeah. I, um, I don't have social anxiety, but yeah, that sounds uh, It makes me nervous scary. for sure. <laughs> like I've only got so many fingers. Um, but, uh, and, uh, you know, it was, we were friends with some of the couples that, you know, we used to hang out with and it got kind of weird. Like we'd start to see like the weird idiosyncrasies into their relationship. And we were like, no, we, we don't want to be a part of this. Like we, we went out with this couple for a while that um, they would use like passive aggressive, they would passively aggressively use their cats to fight each other. You know, a cat and the other would hold up a cat and they would be like, well, maybe if he (laughs) emptied the trash once in a while. And so it, it quickly became like, you know, we don't need this level of intimacy with another um, So we, you know, we started kind of just doing it independently. Like we were never really into the, the group thing. Um, Independent anyway. contractors. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like uh, you know, having sex with other people with your partner is, is kind of a gateway for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And it really helps you understand your comfort. And I'm glad we did it that way, even if that ended up not being like what we were sexually into. Um, It was a good way to like have a shared experience and understand what emotions we might have been feeling for the first time doing that. Um, Because we were married for about four years, maybe before we started uh, opening up our marriage. And when you say open marriage, are you talking about sex, love, hate, uh, all of the (laughs) the whole thing with other people? Definitely. Um, I would say all of the above. Um, Mm -hmm. I think when we first started out, again, like we were pretty uneducated about polyamory. Um, There wasn't as much literature or media about it. Um, And so we were kind of figuring it out on our own, which was was hard. We didn't know how to deal with some of the new emotions. Um, You know, and for me, like I really liked the attention and the intimacy and the romance with other guys. Like I basically just want every moment in my life to be a meet cute. (laughs) Um, that was really like, you know, since I was a kid, that kind of, um, you know, dopamine rush had always been what really, uh, attracted me most. So I was more interested in like the romance and even the sex, um, you know, with the novelty of that experience. Um, but I I mean, it definitely started out where we had sex as the proximal thing. Like it was the first thing, um, you know, that we kind of thought of when we had an open relationship. And I, I think we started to realize more. Um, you know, how we felt about that and what we wanted individually. Um, And going into the sex part, was that, um, how did you even come to being like, oh, let's start having sex with other people? Was it like, maybe you weren't super happy in the bedroom or you wanted to do stuff that he didn't want to do or other way around, or you actually wanted more relationship, but you were like, 
the only thing to do nowadays is swing and nothing else is an option. Yeah. I mean, hard. I was definitely the facilitator of it. Um, and uh, in a lot of open relationships at that time, at least, we knew a lot more men who were trying to figure it out with their, you know, wife partners. Uh -huh. um, and um, I have always been boy crazy. Um, my first memory <laughs> is from like preschool when one of the little boys asked me to like go sit under a table with him and pretend that we were going to see Santa Claus. So, I was so excited. <laughs> I remember, you know, getting in trouble in kindergarten for putting my head on the boy's lap. You know, the teacher would say, Melanie, this is not nap time. So <laughs> you're like, I, I know, I've, girl. <laughs> I've had a big appetite for, for boys. I've always had a lot of crushes, um, very like Tina Belcher style teenage life. Uh, and, um, and I got married really young. Um, Dave and I, Dave was really like the first person who truly, I think, loved me. And we met in college and, you know, we grew up in pretty sheltered white Midwest middle-class, uh, areas. And, um, you know, that was all we knew was monogamy. You know, your relationship was like Rachel and Ross, you know, on friends. So, um, you know, and we, at that point too, I was starting to, realized that I had interest in women. So um, that was kind of where we first started was like, let's think about maybe bringing a woman into this. Um, and then, you know, once we, once we ended up kind of instead meeting a couple and having a foursome, a really, really drunk foursome. <laughs> so that was the first experience, a yeah. drunken foursome. Now you were married and you were kind of like, okay, I have these feelings and I'm kind of thinking about girls and hey, I'm kind of wanting to do this thing. And he's like, cool, let's try it out. <laughs> yes. I'm, yeah. So, I mean, at first, I think it started like we were just drunk and actually on your namesake website, Adult Friend Finder, um, <laughs> which is like, if you try to look at porn at all, like in the mid 2000s, it would take you to Adult Friend Finder eventually. Oh. Like, it would eventually like you would be on that website and we we're like, oh, let's just sign up and see, you know? Okay. Um, and then we met uh, online a really beautiful couple from Seattle who were going to be in town. We're like, that's perfect. No commitment. You yeah, know, out of towners. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And good they looking. Were, check, they were check. Really good looking, cool people, self-identified swingers. Um, I still maintain that they're the only like really awesome people I've met who like fully embrace like the swinger mentality and lifestyle. Oh, like, cool. Like, Mid-century, <laughs> you know, lovers in the hot tub vibe. Oh, um, lovers! They want to go lovers. <laughs> yeah, and they—I mean, they—it it really helped that they were attractive for sure too, and both of yeah. them because that can be hard to find in foursomes. <laughs> so um, you had definite beginner's luck, sounds like. We did, yeah, yeah, we did. And afterwards, we were just like, "Oh my god, we're rock stars." <laughs> no one does this, you know, because at the time that was just so taboo and. Yeah, our families and our social circles. Um, and so how, it was very exciting. How did that go? Like, did they, because they've done foursomes before. So did they like kind of talk you through it and help you out? Or were you guys just kind of like, uh, I don't know, I'm going to touch your boob. <laughs> <laughs> um, they definitely did talk us through it. There was, um, I think nowadays there would be even more clar clarity and consent around it. Um, it's just the norm. But even then, back then, I think we were all very much on the same page. They had actually never done what they called a full swap before, which is okay, when... That was my thought. Like, I was wondering. Yeah. And that's a word that's really for... Wait, wait, wait. What is full? Full oh, swap. Yeah. What is um, full swap? It means, at least it did then, that, you know, the 
it, and this was, this is in a heterosexual coupling. <laughs> the man from one couple would have sex with the woman from the other couple and the woman from one couple would have sex with the man from the other couple. Oh, um, okay. you know, but certainly like if you had two, you know, queer people, it would look very, it would look like whatever the couples were and how they meshed up together. But then do the, do the guys get together and the girls get together as well? We, the girls did actually, okay. but the guys did not. Okay. Um, which is, I think, again, that was pretty common at the time. I think, you know, at this point, there's a lot more men that I meet that are openly like willing to experiment with other men, even if they really identify as straight. Um, but I think even like 15 years ago, that wasn't the norm yet. Um, mm -hmm. And it wasn't something that my husband ever expressed interest in anyway. So it was fine. Okay. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen it personally, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time, no, no guy on guy, did there ever, did it ever become like everyone, everyone? I guess that's, is that like more of an orgy? That would, I guess, I mean, like I've used the word orgy to describe the foursomes too. Yeah, um, because like, I think as long as you've got multiple sex happening, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, how many um, people you know, make an uh, Yeah, that never did happen with us. Like we had several like for some kind of situations. And then I gradually started, you know, kind of branching off. It was it was a lot easier and probably still is for me to meet guys versus my husband to meet women who were into this situation. Okay, um, especially at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, and he honestly like, he didn't take advantage of it a lot because he just didn't want to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like I love flirting. I love like building tension and he doesn't want to bother with that. So like yeah. it was, um, you know, he, he would find it if it, if it fell into his lap, he would be like, okay, cool. You know, just but a, otherwise. A yeah. pause. As far as like our listeners go, it seems like the people that message us anyway, it's very much like a, can it just fall into my lap thing? <laughs> Can it? <laughs> I mean, I think if you are less agoraphobic than I am, it probably does. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot less uh, polyamorous now. Um, really, like, we're almost monogamous again just because since COVID, uh, yeah. we obviously got out of the habit of it. And um, then we moved to L.A. And so I haven't, um, you know, really met anybody. Uh, I haven't really tried to meet anybody since living in L.A. because of COVID happening. Um, but I think for some people who are very social and they're meeting with a lot of different groups, it's possible that someone's going to hit on you. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> um, so I think, you know, like that's the best way to, if you're looking for that, but you really don't want to do the work, but you like being social, it can be a way to kind of look for that. Um, you said that he wanted it to fall more in his lap. Did he have certain situations where it did just fall in his lap? Literally. Yes. <laughs> so at the time I was playing uh I well I started actually after we had our open relationship I started playing roller derby and the roller derby community is very sex positive very queer positive oh. um and, yeah, no. and yeah. understandably several of my teammates ended up like having sex with my husband <laughs> so uh you know and, and it was kind of funny because I didn't really care about that um unless it was somebody who could, could could potentially create gossip or somebody who might be like mm -hmm. drama e in the in the roller derby league um otherwise I didn't really care too much um but he didn't he didn't want me to hook up with any of his friends just because I think the culture amongst his friends was so different and so limited yeah um, in, in thinking about like that as a possibility it was very it was harder for his friends to understand I think than a lot of mine uh-huh how do these orgasms work when you have a group like 
is somebody like gets off before you is it a race to the finish line are you like I want to have the most like how does it or when you hear somebody else then you're like oh domino domino effect yeah (laughs) oh yeah I mean I think there's definitely some social facilitation happening there um you know for me I take SSRIs for my anxiety and so having orgasms is really difficult for me and I often never do which is fine with me like I've learned to cope with that it it does suck a lot um but I think that's also part of why I valued the open relationship so much because at least the novelty was stimulating um and and it was exciting for me to have sex and have relationships with new guys um you know so I think I was seeking pleasure in all kinds of ways in part because it was difficult for me to come um whereas you know my husband never has any problem with it so um you know and he I think he was always would try to kind of um I think he was he's a very polite midwest boy so he would like to try to wait for um everybody else to come you know wow. <laughs> um Thinking but uh, you know it doesn't always work out that way <laughs> but, yeah find the polite boys for sure <laughs> do you also feel like part of that of um you having a hard time coming it's kind of exciting to have him give somebody else an orgasm like for you, it's almost exciting of like, yay, you get to finish somebody else. You did good. Yeah. See? <laughs> um, I, I did get turned on by seeing him, especially like go down on women and give them oral sex. Um, that was, it, 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 I remember like the first few times I saw it, I was like, weird. That's hot. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was like, and I think in part because of, um, the still taboo nature of it at that time it was even more hot the the more people naked and having fun like it's just the better it's like chocolate just keep (laughs) (laughs) more 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 um you know and for me although I did enjoy that with him uh I still preferred to like hang out with guys alone away from him and have my own relationship with him separately okay Um, it, it just felt I don't know. I mean, it was just something that we, neither one of us was super into, but, um, you know, we also wanted to experience other people, but. Okay. Yeah. How did that transform going from, um, swinger I think literally after the first time we had that experience with the, um, you know, the good looking swingers from out West, uh, we really felt that we understood this and weren't going to be jealous about each other and so we both kind of gave each other carte blanche to just do whatever um you know and I think that that is a mistake uh you know again we weren't very educated in it but um you know and so we learned stuff about over time about like you know developing feelings for other people and you had to navigate all of that yeah Um, but it was you know it was always like something because we're very close we're very honest with each other that we were always able to work through um, and really be understanding about each other for uh, our various preferences. So you went on, you, you began to go on dates separately and yeah. d- does it ever become like, fuck, I wanted to, I wanted to watch the show on Netflix tonight and you've got plans. I, at least for me, um, I really tried to like have dates when, like when my husband would have a hockey game. Um, okay. so, uh, you know, uh, I would try just in part too, because he didn't do it as much as I did. Yeah. Um, and so like, to me that I wanted to minimize that imbalance as much as possible. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but, and over time I've kind of like come to like not care about that. And in a lot of open relationships, there's an imbalance. I would say in potentially most open relationships that are, you know, a, a monogamous couple that opens up their relationship, there's usually one person who's like more into it than another. Um, not always, of course, but uh, that was, you know, our experience. And so, um, you know, I was, I've always was respectful of him as having um, my heart and, you know, always having anything he wanted from me and making sure that he felt satisfied. That was more important to me than dating other guys. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that was taken care of first. And then, you know, what I do on my own time is my own time. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of like uh, going for drinks out at the bar with your girlfriends, except yeah. they're um, sexual partner friends. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, going out with guys was less socially anxiety producing. Um, mm -hmm. In part, I think I was always confident in my ability as a one-on-one -on -one flirter. <laughs> like that was one situation that I certainly got anxious about it, but I felt like I could handle it. And, you know, the validation of feeling attractive was, was so important to me at that time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, I'm good at, yeah, I'm a good, I'm good, at, I'm a good flirt. <laughs> <laughs> She's a pro. <laughs> I mean, I'm loving her, so. <laughs> you got me. She's like, I'm not even flirting with you. That's how good I am. <laughs> well, I have to know about this cat couple. How was the sex? I mean, I know their personal things got a little, got a little out of control. And did they ever ask for you to bring in your cat? <laughs> no, thank God. We are dog people, so that could have been really messy. Um, yeah, that I picked, yeah, that's something I didn't want to picture was two cats and two dogs. With <laughs> Um, yeah watching well, that would have been a whole other level of kink um but you know with the cats they were like uh you know that that was just like their tool for for like I think <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they're not a couple anymore let's just say that okay I'm pretty sure they're not a couple anymore okay yeah um, and the cats did not come into the sex life no, no. <laughs> were, you know and the couple themselves like the woman, I liked the woman a lot more than the man. Um, the man was attractive, but he was like, just kind of a jackass. Mm. Like his, it was his wife and she was going down on me and he said, Kelly likes tuna. Oh, so the cat did, uh, cat so maybe, yeah, maybe they were just actually cats. I don't know. <laughs> did you just say that in the middle of an orgy? Like that's kind of a weird thing but yeah it's not um, necessarily a compliment or well like it's like a weird like yeah he's <laughs> trying to be funny I think and and now yeah. that we're talking about it I think it's possible that they maybe were transfigured cats oh they were just um, cats in a human body uh -huh, that yeah, makes a lot yeah. of sense uh -huh. <laughs> that's probably why we ended up breaking it off with them because we're dog people so yeah <laughs> your dog's in a human suit <laughs> listener this is not true these are all actual humans we're pretty certain of those mm -hmm. we cannot confirm but it's or deny <laughs> not a bestiality podcast yet <laughs> So when you're that getting was, yeah, into new relationships, do you end up uh, bringing things back to the original source? Like, do you like try things out with a new partner and then you're like, dude, uh, this guy uh, does a cat o' nine tails on me and I like it. Yeah, I think that through dating other guys, I learned more about my submissive preferences. Okay. Um, you know, like I would try to date other, other guys who were more submissive in bed and we'd be like, 
you know, I'd be like, you get on top. And he'd be like, no, you get on top. And like, it just, <laughs> like something, we're both wanting the same thing. And neither of us wants to, you know, be the one kind of in charge. And, um, you know, and I call myself like, a, I'm, a, I'm a very vanilla submissive. I'm not, uh, I, I don't do a lot of like, um, you know, serious uh, fetish stuff with it, uh, slave uh, role play, things like that. Um, but I just, I just prefer guys to be in charge. Um, so I think I learned that by dating other guys, uh, because I hadn't had, I hadn't slept with that many guys. I think before I got married, Dave was the sixth guy I slept with when we got married. And then after we got married, I think I slept with like 40 or 50 other guys. So most of my sexual experience came at, has come after, um, which is bizarre, but, um, that's just, you know, how I evolved. I felt like I had more dramatic breakups after I was married than before, for sure. So um, how, late how bloomer. oh go ahead sorry I just said I'm a late bloomer I guess <laughs> oh, uh. how how much do you guys help each other out on your other relationships like are you going to come to your husband with um uh, maybe a fight or something you had with another partner and be like hey this happened what do I do kind of like you would yeah. with a best friend um yeah I think we both have relied on that a little bit like it's um I would say it definitely comes up. Like if there's a problem in another relationship, we always kind of let each other what's going, know what's going on in the other situation, even if we're not like giving a lot of detail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like sometimes we like hearing detail and I feel like the times that we usually share sexual detail is when we're like laughing at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if something funny has happened or something awkward has happened. Um, you know, like for example, I like to date younger men typically. Um, and I... I grew up with arthritis. So I've had arthritis my whole life. So sometimes I'd be dating these younger guys and like, I'd be trying to have sex with them and my knees would be popping all over the place. (laughs) You know, so we'd share kind of funny experiences like that just because I think for us, that was what it was, was about the new experiences, having relationships with people that we otherwise wouldn't have and just, you know, getting to be intimate with cool people. And you mentioned learning about your bisexuality. Do you date women now or are you mostly, are you still like going for the dudes? I haven't dated women in a long time. Um, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. (laughs) I typically just don't feel as confident flirting with women. Um, I, I, they intimidate me more probably because I'm mostly straight. Um, But I, I've certainly been attracted to a lot of women. Um, Like one, one time I, I hooked up with a, the brother of a girl on my roller derby team. And then a year or two later, I hooked up with her. Oh, <laughs> wow. That was kind of cool. <laughs> we're both really hot uh, immigrants from Israeli, beautiful, just wonderful humans. Um, and that was really fun. They were both very sexy. Uh, but, you know, I think, I, and so I think I learned about what my attractions to women were too. Like when I first started out, thinking about women that I would be interested in sleeping with, I went very from much from the male gaze because that's what we learned growing up. Yeah. Um, like pretty lipstick, blonde, you know, mm-hmm. very feminine women. Um, and then as I grew older, I realized that I, I was attracted to women that, um, you know, were more, and for lack of a better word, androgynous. Yeah. Um, and uh, that I was interested also in people who were not necessarily cisgender too. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't tend to feel as confident in those just because I'm, 
I'm well versed in the dudes. <laughs> I haven't had as much experience, as much experience with other folks. So I think I'm always shy to seek that out because I don't, I don't know if I'm, um, I don't know. Doing it right. Like, <laughs> it's a total stereotype, but men have always felt easier for me to handle socially. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I think like anything, you're, you're just better at certain things and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and more comfortable too. Yeah. yeah. Like you said. Yeah. And it might change. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally see that too. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I don't know how you guys find people in, in LA, but I find, I, I haven't really wanted to like go on apps. I, I think I just yeah. sort of, it's I like meeting people IRL. I used to use apps all the time to meet guys. Um, but I think just because I'm not doing that, I'm not going out as much in LA. Um, someone was just talking about, someone was just talking about like the app experience and like, oh, I don't like being on the app because I don't like meeting people that are on the app. Like they want to meet people <laughs> in the world because they're like, oh, uh-huh. they're like, I don't, I don't like this because you're on the app too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's still some folks who feel like it's forced um but I I did enjoy it I met like there's a a guy um that I still I'm uh, several of the guys that I've dated I'm really good friends with still um that I met on OkCupid back in the day uh and we had you know a a brief thing and then we've been friends like ever since um Mm -hmm. so I've definitely met a few great people on apps and I've met a lot of not great people on apps so uh, I had a friend who said it's like you just have to think of dating on apps in bulk like you just it's a numbers game like you just yeah. have to keep doing it until you find a fit so yeah. yeah do you put it out there when you um you're meeting people in person and on the apps where you're like I am married straight up um you are a side piece <laughs> I don't know or do you hide it <laughs> um, I you know it, it's a hard thing to figure out when to tell people you're in an open relationship because if you're starting to flirt um it, it can be awkward to just you know, so sort of at that point where you're like not even sure if you're flirting yet. It's like at what yes. point? Yeah. Say, by the way, I'm married. I, I always wear a wedding ring, so I'm never like hiding it. Yeah. Um, I have learned that the time to tell him is not immediately after he comes. <laughs> you uh, live and learn, unless you want to make a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's the responsibility of uh, anybody to just be open about who you are and where you're at, because there are still a lot of people who don't want to they don't feel comfortable sleeping with somebody who's in a partnership with somebody else and um it's not fair to be deceptive about that so I always try to figure out a way to work it in when I feel like they're sold and this isn't going to deter them anymore (laughs) (laughs) you know and it really varies like I mean some of the people I meet know that I'm married they they know that they've met my husband even sometimes um but you know if not then it's it's my responsibility to figure out a good time to bring it up um, so that they're not going into it, you know, and, and when we first started doing it, a lot of guys were like, is your husband going to beat me up? You know, because it just was so uncommon. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, he doesn't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melanie, we do have a caller for you. And now we'll get Margo. <laughs> hey, Margo, it's Greenberry. And Kirsten. With Adult Buddy Finders. And our guest today is Melanie LaForce. Who is in an open marriage? Oh, good. Yes, that's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that you have that information, and we're super excited that you're calling. So, Margot, feel free to fire away. What do you got for Melanie? Hi, I have a married 
friend who's a male friend and he um kind of told me about his open marriage and I'm, I'm like not sure if um if he mentioned it to to kind of be like oh you know maybe you can get in the mix mm-hmm. or like I don't, I don't know i don't know how to know how to like the right way to um, yeah there yeah um, yeah, he definitely wants to fuck you. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know the level of closeness of your friendship, um, but I would say if you're not usually confiding in each other, these really intimate things, um, then, you know, and if he's approaching it to you, like, hey, I just want to leave this information here versus like, this, you know, I want to talk to you and have a real conversation about this from the philosophical standpoint and, and share with you as my friend what's going on. If he's just sort of like leaving that information there, then I feel like that's a a hint, just in case you ever want to take advantage of it. And and so how would I how would I go about kind of being like I I've got the message and I'm <laughs> you know, I, received and I want in that I want to fuck too. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think now that he's opened the door, it's a lot easier. Um, because you can, you can ask in a very casual way. Like I, I, when I'm flirting, I tend to just try to match the energy and when it escalates, I escalate and then, you know, take it one little step further. So you could be like, tell me how your, uh, open relationship works. Like what kinds of women do you, are you interested in? Or, you know, however you want that sort of, it's like, well, maybe she's into it, you know, just something that leads him down that way without necessarily, I mean, I think it's always great if you feel comfortable with it to just be fully forthright and just say, so I'm, you know, tell me more about this and, you know, I might potentially be interested, but if you, um, you know, don't fully feel the confidence to do that yet, um, you can sort of just throw additional hints and then he'll throw another hint and then you guys can finally meet <laughs> at the point where you're both like comfortable admitting that you're on the same page. Uh you know, I feel like just with any kind of flirting, um, you know, especially because he's sort of let you know that it's out there, um, that you are, he is a person that can be hit on, <laughs> you know, or be uh, dating other women or other people, um, then, you know, I think it's very easy for you to, to move forward with it. Yeah, I like that the dropping hint, kind of like building a hint bridge, kind of like fully. Like, yes. Yeah. Especially a nice little unicorn sex bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that too of, of finding out about their relationship more because then you can go into it knowing that it is either sex or it is also emotionally charged or, you know, more of a. <laughs> yeah relationship um on what you what you're getting into and if maybe she he wants his um significant other to be a part of it or not yeah so, i mean and it yeah. can be there are still like a lot of couples out there people in 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 relationships where um you know things aren't balanced between the couple and sometimes you know if this matters to you like their partner might not fully be on board um, but they're, you know, kind of pushing for it or, um, you know, kind of exaggerating their situation, um, because I've experienced both of those, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, and so it is important, I think, to feel out any potential, potential like relationship or sex partner and really understand like what all they're involved in and what they're looking for. Um, 
and, and I think that, you know, as Kirsten brings up, that's a great way to do that. That's a good question too of how do you find out if their partner is on board and how on board they mm. are? Yeah. Mm. Um, I personally have always like left it open to, to guys if, if they want to check with my husband they can. No one has ever taken me up on it. <laughs> you just give his phone number. You're like, by yeah. the way, here's his phone number, his email. This is oh, where wow. we live. You can stop by. Say hi. That, exactly. Yeah. I think that when I offer it, they're like, okay, it must be legit. Uh, okay. I, there's, it, I don't experience it as much in later years, but when I was first in an open relationship and to some extent. So I think that there is um, just some suspicion out there about what this really yeah. means and um, a lot of people will say they're in an open relationship, but they're not at all. They're having an affair. And um, if you are uncomfortable with that situation, which, you know, you may or may not be, um, no judgment, <laughs> uh, then, you know, you can deal with it in a more valid way. And it's pretty easy once you start asking more probing questions about uh, what does your wife do or what, you know, how does she do it, then they're struggling to answer those questions, um, you know, you might want to dig a little deeper and make sure it's not a red flag. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good little lookout. <laughs> <laughs> so how, does that help, Margo? Have you ever done anything like this before? I've not, not in this way. It okay. Only, I, I have, I slept with one person who um, was in an open marriage, but it was like a friend of a friend and I knew that it was a, um, you know, that was like their thing. Okay. Kind of like, yeah, so it was like already like, it was more so like, oh, he, like my friend was like, oh yeah, he thinks you're really cute. You know, it was kind of like set up away. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh wait, Margo? That was us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I believed it. I bought that. That's good. Yeah. Melanie. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Bye. Well, I thanks think, for, oh, sorry, go ahead, Melanie. I was going to say, you know, on a final note, I think it can be really great to date people in open relationships who are um, at, at a mature level with it, because um, it, I think if you can handle the situation, um, it's just a really nice, easy way to have a fulfilling relationship. It's, it's a lot less work um, sometimes, too. So, um, you know, I, I think that I, I personally feel like I've met a lot of great people um, through my dating experiences after I was married, uh, you know, and um, hope that at least some of them have felt the same way. And like you mentioned earlier, it sounds like a great way too to kind of figure out more of what you want and what what makes you happy. And Definitely. yeah, take that to the other relationships you have, whether they're different ones moving forward or the marriage that you're in right now. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. it's, it's just learning. It's, it's an education. Just think of it as an education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The school of sex. <laughs> we are in it every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mindset. Anything is possible. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for calling Margo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Molly, for answering the question. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. You and if you just go out there and you lay it out and you're like, let's do it. Or if you, you, maybe there's some more layers to it. Yeah, definitely. I will um, I'll keep everyone posted. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, you might have uh, started a new uh, a new happy open marriage love affair. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about your orgasms. <laughs> so you mentioned not not orgasming um, easily. Have you found like specific partners that help to that? Or do you typically just enjoy sex without an orgasm? And that's just the way you have sex. Um, it can be both. Um, I, I've, I've sort of grown to accept that I probably won't. And mm-hmm. that helps me to be in that place. Um, and, and often makes me more relaxed too, to just like right. not need, not, no, not feel like I need to come. Okay. Um, because I still love sex. I still like enjoy all of it. And it's still right. very pleasurable for me. And the connection with someone, um, you know, heightens that. Um, but, uh, you know, like, and, it, it, I would say, like, just as an aside, too, it can be hard, too, for some partners, as you may have experienced when, when somebody has a hard time orgasming, they might feel guilty, they might feel stressed about it. It comes up a lot in our, in our, yeah. ta- in our talks, just in general, like, how do you feel? Like, how, how do you feel if somebody's very honest with you that they're not having an orgasm? And just, yeah. I think that the reality, you know, with women, especially with porn culture, that it's like, women are like, oh my God, I'm coming and it's juicy and it's all the time. And, and I'm it's always... within two minutes. Yeah. As soon yeah. as your wiener's near. And the reality is like, sometimes you are having a great time. Like you're still having fun, but you're not, all, not everyone gets to orgasm mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. And it's great to talk to people that don't orgasm easily. Do you? Yeah. Um, and I think in open relationships, to like for me at least um there's certainly an anxiety component to it mm-hmm. and so like if you're having all of these new relationships sometimes it can be hard it's exciting in a different way because they're yeah. new relationships um but typically it's the guys who have not really cared but have been willing to try whatever I suggest um or women you know uh, to try whatever I suggest that will get me to let my guard down and give me more pleasure um because it, it's definitely uh you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm a pleaser. That's why I like being a submissive too. I want to please. I want um, somebody, it makes me feel really sexy and aroused to have somebody else feeling sexy about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that just whenever I can be honest about it and talk about it and they're like, okay, cool, you know, whatever, um, then it's not a big thing because usually there's a point where it comes up either before the sex or after the sex. Um, you know, somebody will ask me like, have you come yet? And it's like, okay, no, but I probably won't want to, but just keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. <laughs> or, or not that I won't want to, I probably won't, but just keep doing right. what you're doing. It's awesome. And, you know, there's a lot of guys who have seen that at this point in their life and they're like, cool. And, but I think there's still some people out there who feel like, oh shit, I'm fucking this up. Mm. Um, and so, and I think it's easier to get that place when, to get to the place where I can let my guard down with it's when it's somebody I know a little bit better. And then um, I'm more likely to have, uh, you know, pleasure or an orgasm. I have a final question. Final thought. If you're looking to get into an open marriage or you're looking to participate in an open marriage, where can you find it? Um, I feel like if you're on the outside trying to get into an open, like, you know, be a partner with somebody who's in an open marriage, um, that's harder to find unless they're on apps and talking about it. What Um, are, do you know some apps? uh, I have heard, um, there's, uh, uh, actually I heard about it on your podcast uh, oh. I think it was Lauren Michaels uh, who talked about field okay yeah I have not used that personally but I have heard about it from other people and it it seems you know just any app that's a lot like I love the honesty of the culture now like it's changed so much in the last like 10 or 15 years 
um, and just that that level of transparency is, um, you know, much more accepted, if not expected. Um, there's also one called Pure that I've played with a little bit, but I haven't really met anybody from it. Um, and it's, it's, again, the same kind of idea where you're just like saying exactly what you want. Um, and I, I think it, with that one, you only have, like, it's a window of time that your request is up or whatever. Um, so it, it's a lot of, it's geared, I think, a little bit more towards the fetish community, but mm -hmm. can also be um, certainly a way to meet people. I think apps are probably the easiest way to meet somebody in a polyamorous relationship. Um, otherwise, just like, go to bars and talk to people with wedding rings. <laughs> and usually, I think if people are in an open relationship, and they're that you know that they're married or in a strong partnership, they're probably going to be the ones who drop the hints because yeah. they won't expect you to assume that. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And I think if you are hoping to open up your relationship, um, I think that it can, it, you know, if you're in couples therapy at all, that would be a really great place to broach it um, mm -hmm. with a third party. I think there, if you don't feel comfortable broaching it with your partner, you should look at why and think about yeah. what what norm ex norms exist in your relationship that your partner might be resistant to it. Um, and based on those, you, the your partner's feelings about things, like how do you think you should bring it up? Sometimes it might be just, I know a lot of couples uh, where one partner's brought it up very philosophically. Like, what do you think about ethical non-monogamy? Right. And I think that's a great starting point and just to kind of go from there and um, you know, it's hard. I know that I've known a lot of couples who want to be in one partner wants to be in an open relationship and the other one doesn't. And so then you have to decide like, you know, what do I value more to me? What's more important to me? Is it this person yeah. and maintaining this relationship or is this not meeting my needs? Um, and so, you know, for me, I always felt like if, if Dave ever wanted me to be monogamous again, I would like, I, he's, yeah. he's too important to me. Um, but you know, he's never made, never wanted to make a request like that. So, yeah. well, Melody, right. that's super helpful. I think yes. there's a lot of information that we have now that we didn't have before. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, so thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. Thank yeah, you. Great. I'm happy to share my experience anytime. So awesome. Yeah. it was great to be with you and meet you. <laughs> likewise. Likewise. Thank you everyone so much for joining us today and hearing all about the openness of the relationships that you can do. Yeah. Thanks so much. And Melanie, thank you for being on the show. Everybody, Melanie, you can find her doing comedy. She's an excellent writer. So check out our show notes because we'll have links to how you can find her online and where to find her books and Gosh, what's happening with her pilot that might be getting picked up? Who knows? You got to you got to follow her to see where she's at next. But thank you again, Melanie. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And for all of the listeners, if you are open, we <laughs> to share this podcast. Um, I think that it, it would be a great thing to do. There's so many great sex positive tips and I'm going to binge listen to it after this session. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>